Ik weet in Auschwitz. He traveled. Ik weet niet, hij leerde van Sachrus en Ruch en Satme. They put him in a train. A train, it was a wagon where you carry animals. The stuff that never got with people, men and women. They were locked in there for three days. No air, no food, no bathroom, no nothing for three days. Even though a woman had a baby in the, in the train. For three days, when they opened the door, most of the people were not alive anymore. So he used to say, I know what a cup of water means. He said, I can make Lechaim in a cup of water. I know exactly what a cup of water is. We, we take it for granted. We don't know what a cup of water means. Chaim Toiv Meshulam. It's a great honor for me to be here tonight. Hashem, the second time already. It's just in the Pinchas Tzvi. Introduced me the first time two years ago. Hear it. So, such a... Achusha v'tzibev, a tzibev is tairusam and nusam. Mountains in the Torah ganz and took tairusam nusam. He came to Hashem Hakodesh, and he told him, "Rabbi, I work a whole day so hard, and by night I fall apart. Mamish, I get, I grab an hour, an hour and a half to learn. I wish I'd have panus, a better panus. Hashem would sit and learn a few, a few hours a day. Only an hour at night when I'm so tired, I learn." So he looked at him, he says, who says that Hashem doesn't have Amnuah from your hour tired at night than other people that, that have the ability to sit and learn tired a whole day? We work so hard a whole day, and you come home, we'd love to sit down and relax. <coughs> and a little bit of <coughs> you take all Tanigo in the mouse that you want to relax. And when he comes home and he worked so hard the whole day, and Akadosh Baruch he sees how it's so hard for him and he goes into the smedish with an hour, an hour and a half or even 10, 15 minutes and it's so hard for him to then he learns the Nach Esrich that brings from Boide Kalalumim the Pamali Shemala the Maluchim are jealous Maluchim can't do that they don't have distance so from working hard a whole day and at night grabbing yourself out for an hour Maluchim don't have that Nesoyim you're tired of one hour at night there's a lot more Chushim than others that have the ability to do a lot more Unless the Mamish said a Mamish asks him, Behold, the Shaltoida. Shemakush Alatoida brings down over there. Then was it the Ayak who says it. The Gemurah said, Loyalim Yai Udam Nizam Betfila Samenche, Shekain Eliyui, Nana Betfila Samenche. Why is Minchel so more important than Shaka Samarav? Shaka Samarav, Avram Avini, Ayak Avini, Avsa Kleinigat, Pink Minche. The Mephashim say, Because the Minche is the middle of your job. You have to drop your job. I run out and catch a mincha and come right back. Agadish Baruch, he looks down and wow, that person is dropping his job to daven for me. That's so chushiv. He's dropping everything only for me. We have no asug, we have no idea what that means. But in Achasriach, that is, it might have be in Azar Chushiv Kehille, but Oisham from Azar Chushiv and Muradas Raguna Tadik, the Rushli, the I just saw that 
expanded can I have more rooms for Menunum, for Stiebel, for Voidus Hashem, so Gewaldige, Gewaldige Kiddush Hashem. Tazgamruchel used to say, he, he saw Nebuch the Krieg, and then he saw how the world rebuilt. He said, Akadashbor, he can't complain. He has the best children in the world. He can't complain. As a Yiddish kid, he works, the best kid in the world. Gewaldige Nagasrich, a gewaldige Mukam Khushu, and to schiss an honor to be here tonight. The Khushu and Sibir. Hand again the Yutzat, for the greatest hiding in Zayden, the Shailik is still as a Hissing Alaini. We all know that Abshaila used to feed people, and it's again a gewaldig avoid, the wussigan avoid of feeding people, there's two things. But Yuma Mohaim, today we have so much food out there, we can't even finish it, and how much food goes to the garbage. But my parents, when they were children, and my grandparents, Degnazide once told me he never ever remembered going to sleep not hungry before the war. There wasn't such a thing. And there was never food in the house. People were so hungry. And Abshaila felt that. And people, Mamash, were starving. They came to him. People used to make the chasal and his besmedish because he, 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 he would serve the food. He didn't have money to make a chasal. He would serve They gave him city conditions. He, he, he made the whole chasal and besmedish. People were Mamash hungry. But that's step one. But more important is that Ivan Gamtsumayim. Not only he gave him food for a gift, once they were by the Shaila, once they were in his house, he shone in to the Neshuma, a Terangashant, a Minas Hashem, a Havas Hashem, a Minas Sadiqim. He uplifted them, so while he feeded the gift, the Neshuma also got fed. This again, a Gewaldiga, Gewaldiga, Vaida that he did, and his Nahagis, and his Heiligit Phyllis. And the Heilige Yeshias from Chitzel Deirachateva, which he was able, Tzadik Oiznak, Kodesh Borei Mekayim, people got so much more immunity, got so much up, uplifted. Shechilik, Tzizigach Sidesh Yidin, Tzimedeli, for the Frey Yidin, Mamash, they became Balachivas, once they were there, they were in the Hepech Lushach, they saw us to have a chef of the world. Mamash, and their Heilige Avoid, the Barsham today, we're one of the people that are hungry that we have to feed uh, as, as it used to be. I don't think anybody in this Medina goes to sleep hungry. I, I, I don't think so. Oh, but the Heilige Avoid, if I'm talking about Sadiqim, and the way they acted, and the way they were close to Hashem, to bring Taran, Eskarvas, and bring us closer to Hashem, their Avoid, the Vedvata, and Imshur, is to see them. As askina sidus at the haimenisa, haimenisa is a minus. As asida, as brengt around a minute. I was asked before how come, until a few years ago, it was not so popular. It only became popular the first few years, uh, the first, uh, the, the, the last few years. Uh, one of my children told me, one of my older children says, "I must have it." I decided that shortly before he was nifter. He asked when they built his oil, he spoke about it in public. Before he was lifted with the Agav, he said, I'm sure a loud crowd, a, a, a very large crowd is going to come, is going to come to the Levaya, and most probably there'll be hungry people, so when I'm lifted, make sure to cook huge pots of potatoes and oil come to the Levaya, they shouldn't be hungry, they should have what to eat. That's all he had in mind, the people should have what to eat, they shouldn't be hungry. And one of the things he said, when you're going to build the oil, you should build it with big windows. I want to be mighty to protect the whole city, build it with big, big windows. 
And that oil, Bishafta Mechumah, got destroyed. The Matzai finished, the Matzai was tightened, but the oil got destroyed. After the Mechumah, the food of Yidin, who were there in England, and I believe Masach Yidin until 1956, I believe Masach Yidin. Uh, later, the communists got strict and they ran away, but so the Yidin who remained, they rebuilt the oil, but a small little oil, the door hardly opened and closed. Yidin used to go, not, not long ago, still remember the tiny oil. It didn't have this big, the big window. A few, about eight years ago, Mishpacha Sridas and a Grosser, a reader, the Grosser Christian Hasidim, they threw down this oil, they built this huge oil with the huge windows. So my son says, most probably now it has the huge windows, other some sugar for the ganze Welt. It makes sense. And the ganze Welt came to food and It makes sense. But, but, but the, the, the facts work and it makes sense. So perhaps those guys see. This Kalender Rebbe was in from Lakewood. He told me that he spoke to his father a few years ago. About the Yidden from Kakrastirim of Ed Geholfen. So he told them that certain Sadiqim, that many years, Lacha Peterusam, Akadishbach, he gives them Frische Koiches, they should be able to be Mashpir for Yiddish Kinder. Rav Shai was one of these of these Sadiqim. Honor of Shai, the Demesis, was always Mashpir. Yasav Yatzadik Yamashbir, Rav Shai, the Green, in a unique edition. In a unique edition, again, I saw you highly, we have no Asugur. He used to be the whole book about Hesher Aliska. He was Alta book in the high 20s. And he was the Gabba about Hesher Aliska. And they used to have Hesher Aliska, should have Alta book, you have to marry him off. You know, I didn't try him. Hesher could say, I'm not afraid for him. I'm not afraid for him. The Mudur must probably have many know Eli Eisenberg, must probably a lot know him over here. He got a Elta Elta Bab with Geis and Miriam. He was in Lake, he got Geis and Miriam. As he gave in a climb, like a soymer. So the Pesha Liske took her into his house, and Timagal gave in a soymer. And I debated and I'm shy to steal it to teach her the Aleph Bais. She was only three years old. So the Shaila told the Zerbe, I'll teach her the Alevites with one condition. When she comes in to me as a teacher, she has to put on a potato sack. He didn't want to see her. A three-year-old girl, he never looked at a girl. He never, again, a Kedisha, I saw you highly. And she took, put on a potato sack, and that's how he used to teach her every day the Alevites. It's against that Baba. Is Abayna Zungit, and I saw you start the Kedisha. In the Shkavin, the Yosef, the Yashalot, the Yosef, the Amashber, the Kedusha from Yosef, the Tzadik, is Mashpia, Fayedim, Aynim. Shalik is Tzadik, by him when they used to make Chalas, was not like today, you make a bigger, bigger Chalas. His Chalas were like eight foot long, it would fit on the whole table. The the Lelav and Rebbe, that Yosef was like a Tzadik, look at the Moshe Mordechim, that's the grandfather from the Hanting and Rebbe. I used to go to, again, again, a Kedosh Elyon, a Moshmot, a Kedosh Elyon, when he was a child, he, he learned in Yishalayim, and his Rebbe in Chayde used to make every year a trip to Europe, to know the Tzadikim from Europe. He used to go to Kapoil, Kaning, and all the Tzadikim. So one year's Rebbe cheated him, he took him along on the boat on a trip to Europe to know the Tzadikim from Chitzluret. So he said, Mata Shabbos, Navamalka, that, that, that's when you go to the Kastir. So from Lavamal, Matzah Shabbos, he took him along to get a steer. 
and there was no light, there was candles, they cooking in one room, another room, he came into a room, it was on a table, covered with a big white sheet, it looked like a man was laying there, and his rabbi was a coin, oh you've been a coin, why did you bring me in? And he ran out, why? they asked why are you running, I'm a coin, they told him no, it's barachis, the, the huge chalas, they're called barachis, and they uncovered, there was a huge challah, eight foot challah on the table. It was co- I, don't know, I don't know why it was covered. It was covered with a white sheet. It's, it's only barachis. In Shaila used to, Motsu Shabbos, they baked fresh barachis, not leftovers from Shabbos. And I don't know how it worked out, but the people still remember. My, my grandparents of Shaila was the Masadic edition. Motsu Shabbos, Nuchavdulad used to shecht a key from Lavamalke. You don't know what it means to shech the key. You have to, you have to t- t- take off the skin. I don't know how long that they do machines, but in those days, I don't know how long it took. You have to salt it. Salting takes about three hours. In Nikir, I don't know how that takes. And I don't know. I used to shech the key from La Akapunim. In Williamsburg, he gave in the fish piklada in the roof. So he told to my uncle, when he was a child, his father once took him along to the Shaila, to the Shaila, was it a Shkodesh, whatever it was, the middle of the week, Atish. And Shaila sat over here, and there was a table over here, and he sat Mamish on his father's lap, Mamish across. And they brought in this big parche, and Shaila caught it, he never saw such a big house, so he was a child, he started to laugh. Shaila made a moitzi, he caught it, he dipped it in salt, and he ate it. Then he says, in Yiddish, he told him, uh, my, my child, why are you laughing? Because such a big barche. Rather look, the chaya cut and that one crumb falls down. Mm. In Mishtait, the crumbs, this guy that brings crumbs. If you never did a head, there's no crumbs. Shai would cut the chale and that one crumb would fall down. Again, I say highly, we have no sugar, the condition, the condition was so, was so big. It's no wonder he was Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef HaTzadik, until today, I can't explain it, I can't explain it, I can't explain it, I can't explain And even though he acted like a regular person, in his Bismedish, the floor was always full of straw, hay. People came every day, we could put them to sleep. So Mishmedish, everybody slept on the ground, on the floor. He himself used to go fatuks. Today people get angry. Today fatuks means 10 o'clock in the morning, but many people never. He used to go around fatuks with a nagel vasa shisl. Not with his back of chip, with a scoot, with a on his shirt. And go around, everybody wake him up, and she gets a nagel vasa. Sometimes people, who came in the middle of the night, they didn't know that's there, but they just fell asleep. They'd push away, don't wake me up. He would have patience and just wash your hands. He'd go back and say, just wash your hands. He would go around, he would serve in the kitchen, he would serve everything. Give it to food and I eat. Conquer steer. And he had, he, he suffered on his heart. He had a sickness on his heart. And, in those days, they didn't have the medication they have today. The only medication they had was to go to Castile, instead of Shaila. <laughs> so he traveled to Castile, and he came out of Shabbos. It was late Friday in the afternoon, so he didn't have time to give Shumalaychem. So he didn't even <laughs> talk to the Rebbe why he came, who he is, or whatever it is. <laughs> Friday night, after davening, 
the oil used to stay, you need to see them with the Rabshah. That was a stish. You used to eat the meal with all the guests. It wasn't like today. You come in, you find everybody has a setting and a bill. In those days, people were so hungry. If you would put that on the table, one guy would put everything in his pocket and walk out. So it would be in a sack. And after that, Rabshah would go around to give everybody a, a towel. Give, he was giving everybody a chalotah for, for, for the seat of Shabbos. And by this person, Shaila stops and he's looking and looking and looking in the bag till he finds it very, it was very well baked, it was very hard, very baked. He tells him, Oh, dit aftach a heart. And Yiddish, a heart is called a heart. And also, a heart chal is also called a heart. So, you need a heart, take it. And I gave him that chal. He ate that challah, he never had to go to the doctor again, his heart was his, his heart was fine. Everything was hidden, was hidden in such a way from his mouth it went straight to Hashem's ears. The poet Yeshia's Yeshia's chitz He gave he gave he gave to eat from his food. From his food again I eat uh He used to go can sigit. Satmaru's grandfather, Grand Sigit. Whoever knows, I don't know. And Sigit and Satmar, the Nisrava, the Shunit, was many crying. And Satmaru was a, he used to be fought Kishai, he would say a Drusha, and everybody would cry before Kalmir to be a Drusha. He would be to achieve it. And you see, that was not the Nisrava. There was no crying, no speech, everything was like plain. He, one year he was busy with business in the area, and from Kastir to Sigit is very far. Kastir is in Hungary, and Sigit is in Romania. Even with the car, it's a nice, it's a nice few hours. Today it's a six-hour drive. In those days, I don't know how long it took. <coughs> so for him, Kippi, he's talking. He'll be by a different lab in Kastir. Like he was never he was going to be here. He came called Nidre, no speeches, playing a plain davening. Called it bothered him. That's what this is, but that's why I stayed over here. If I would be by my level, I would have such a davening over here, I don't feel anything. In Kippur morning, he slept in the shul. He didn't have where to go anywhere. He slept in the shul. So Rabshai was walking very early morning, Fatuks. And he said, he said, out loud. And while he said, he was making the tablecloth straight, he was making the window shades should be even. And this person was looking, oh, but that's I say, you walk around and you fix the shoe, that's I say, it bothered him to such a Rebbe. I came, why, why, did I, why did I get stuck here? Why? If I would have been a cigarette, I would have such an uplifting Yom Kippur. What brought me here? This person was always on business trips. So he didn't eat regular food. It was all restaurants, a kosher restaurant. He had his own food. Sometimes it was cold, it was hard. So his stomach was never, it was always up, up, upside down because he didn't eat no, no normal food a whole week. Yeah, so he, he was watching what he eats. He didn't eat, you know, like uh, beans or fat, such <coughs> things he didn't eat because he always had an upset stomach. So Kippa, he said, what in Kip I had, right after Abdullah, I'm eating something, I'm getting out of here, I'm running away from me. <laughs> Why did I come here? So, as he finished Abdullah, he was standing in the back ready to grab something and run out. He calls him by his name. And the Rebbe, of course, he doesn't, he doesn't know me, he's not calling me. He called him again, you over there, come here. 
It must be me, no one else. I want to make sure that Ishanot was worthwhile being in Kristir. And he brings out a pot of beans with a lot of fat in there. And he fills them up, not a plate, but a bowl. He sit down, eat, it's special for you. And he thought he's going to chalish. After fasting, he should eat this when he doesn't eat a whole year. With his upset stomach, egg and mind. S, S, S. We're still like... In those days, you didn't have the chutzpah that you have today. <laughs> the Rebbe says, as he didn't have, he took one spoon, take another spoon, finish the whole thing. And Shai didn't let go. He made sure he finished the whole bowl. You're going to see it was worthwhile beating Christine. This man told my uncle, since then, I never saw it on my stomach. I had a fine stomach. Nothing was wrong. I can eat all, all the foods. Everything was hidden with such a pastis. Everything was hidden now, but the strange and the minute it uplifted people in a different way without the speeches and without the crying. It made them feel, it made them feel as to a chef of the world. This year, I guess, but I mean, the Berik Sazarebbe from Bechemish stayed in my house. He told me Bechemish, the family told him by, by, that person's grandfather, his first grandfather was by, by the story, he was traveling on the train of the Bam, and Abshai was traveling on the same train. And in Europe, is you buy a train ticket, and while you sit on the train, while it drives, the conductor goes around and you show him, so I to, a billet, you show him the billet. And so Abshai went with his Gabba, his Gabba brought the train ticket, and Abshai tells his Gabba, give me the billet. Okay. He gave the billet for the Rebbe. Shaila puts it in his pocket. And the conductor goes around and he stops at Shaila, where's your billet? He said, I'm not showing it to you. He looks at him, where's your billet? A person who killed the Yid, I'm not showing the billet. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Mm. Uh, English. And this conductor got so embarrassed because he did it that no one in the world knew that, that he killed the Yid. It was so, he was a prestige person. It was Zechibishas. He couldn't, he got so red, he ran to the next car and he got, he got so lost while the train was traveling, he jumped out and he killed himself. And if Shaila said, the people were so astonished, you know, what did Shaila do here? He said, you know why I did it? Because in a shimmer from that deed came to me that he doesn't have a tick as long as the Tzayich is still alive. And now that deed is going to have a tick, that's why I did it. So he was sitting on the train, but his eyes saw different things that we see. Aynay Hashem, El Tzadikim, Tzadikim of Aynay Hashem, Get Lecha Oigen, Heilige Oigen. He was sitting and he saw that this is Shum and Da Fatikim. That was a very interesting story that he told me, the sugar's on the table. He told me that he, another family in Bechemish, that story happened by them. I forgot the name of the city, these uncommon city, so I wrote it down on a paper, but I forgot to bring it. I, I, I did bring it, yeah, the name of the city. Here it is. I wrote it down. The Meshpucha was not, the, 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 the family name was Ekstein. The name was Ekstein. They lived in a little city, I forgot which city it is. And and uh, and the, 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 the woman, there was a woman that was very, very sick. And she went uh, one doctor, another doctor. In those days, they didn't have all the medications, the, 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 the treatments for infections, and it's getting worse and worse. The doctor said there's nothing what to do. And at the time, the Shiloh wasn't alive anymore. He passed away Tarpai High. That's 98 years ago. 
99 years ago. And his son, he had only one son, he had four daughters, but one Ben Yochid, Rebbe He had one son, Rebbe that took over. It was a young Rebbe, new Rebbe then. But the lady said, I heard if you go to Kastir and the Pshayla used to give uh, sugar cubes for people who were sick, they should the Shavu Rafiya. Al Rafiya used to give sugar cubes. He was Makabal de Samazeb, of Heshe used to do that. And before he was Nifta, he said they should prepare a huge bowl of sugar cubes that afterwards you should also be able to have your fears. So, so this lady said, I heard if you go to Castile and the Rebbe gives a sugar cube, you get healed. Go to Castile. But he wasn't to see the should go to a Rebbe. My little child would be alive to go to this young Rebbe, the new Rebbe. I'm not going to him. And she was crying, what husband are you? See, I'm dying. Do something. Try. Help me. And she was... He had no choice. Okay, I'll go. As he was going on the way, I'm gonna go to a young Rebbe. He went to the next city, he went to the grocery store, like we went just now to cross the street, and he bought a box of uh, sugar cubes, and he came home and said, the Rebbe send it, here, take it. As he got the minute, she took it. That night, the Shaila came to the seed in the dream and told him, why were you matriach me had to go to the grocery and put in the sugar cube special for you? <laughs> ne- next time, don't do it. Next time, you should go straight to my son. Don't be matriach again. Wow. So wow. you see, the Shaila was able to go all over, even wow. even wow. even lachem <laughs> and And this woman, this woman, talks about the fear. This is the lived in in Bechemish. Do, do. There's a yeshiva over here, Rabbi Jacob's yeshiva, out of the island of Ice, it's on Park Avenue. How's the yeshiva, Rabbi Jacob's? He's a yeshiva over there. It was by his great grandmother. Remember, they, 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 they couldn't have any, they had children, but the children, they didn't, within a year or two, never they passed away. But in those days, never was very common to lose children. We didn't have all the all the machines we have today that we get for babies that the ICU and the Nick, all, all these things weren't available then. The Pshaya alone, the Pshaya alone buried eight children. He himself. His own children. His own children, eight of his own. It was very common at all. The Ayn Bayez, Ayn Shah, every single one was a common thing. So in this family, they didn't have any children. They buried one another. So they, they went to, to Kirstir, to the Pshaya. He told me the story. So the Shire took three sugar cubes and gave it, I think it was his grandmother, put it on the table, nada. Here, take. So he took three sugar cubes and she had three girls. I think it's an Einicle. And they had three sugar cubes and they had three, three healthy girls. And from they would do ganze Meshpuches, kinder mit Einiklech. I went to Budapest. Today with the car, it's two hours from Castile. In those days, I assume, it was a lot, a lot, a lot longer. And I went to Budapest, and his son-in-law never got sick on, on the lungs, and in those days, there was no antibiotic. And the, the kids went, looks like it was a good son-in-law, must have been a good father-in-law, too. He did everything to save his son-in-law. And he took him to this big doctor, and. The doctor picked up his hand, like nothing, another big doctor, took to the four biggest doctors in Budapest, in the Hope Studio, 
the capital over there, with big doctors, four, the biggest doctors, they said, it's a lost case. He didn't give up. He hired the ambulance, put a stretcher, take him all the way to the street, I'll bring him to the child, in the child's house, let the them do with him, whatever, whatever, whatever he can do. He traveled to Castillo, he arrived Friday. <coughs> Shaida tells him, bring your son along tonight by the Shabbos either. Bring, bring him into the Shabbos either. He could have walked, they slept him in, and they, uh, they, they tried to sit him on a chair, lopsided, he couldn't even. They sat next to the Shaida, and Shaida gave him a little piece of fish, eat. Eaten. And Hishve was standing over there. Usually, such people give like very easy food to eat, not, not heavy food. And gave him fish, eat, nothing. And then I came to the soup. Shai put a lot of pepper into the soup. The black pepper made a good char. Here, take soup. And he fed him the soup. And Hishve got the minute. You know, he was sitting tense, but he had a minute. It's going to be okay. Then it came the flesh. He fed the flesh with schmaltz. Today, we use this over there with schmaltz. And they gave him the schmaltz with the flesh. Okay, finished eating. Okay, he should take a nap. Take him to the chsani to take a nap. He slept him over. And the shver was sitting by his bed watching him the whole night, making sure he's breathing, he's alive. And in the middle of the night, the shver saw that he fell into a deep sleep, but he was breathing. It was a very deep sleep. In the morning, he opened up his eyes and he said, can I please have a coffee? He gave him a coffee, he sat up, he got dressed, he walked himself to shul. And, and everybody was looking, Tchiyas HaMaisim. After Shabbos, traveled home, come with the person. Without an ambulance. They we to, to, took the car, I don't know how to travel. Went back to Budapest, and the Shver told them, go visit the four doctors, they should make a check upon you. All the four doctors, it's impossible. Where were you? But the Chadar Abin, the one the rabbi is called in English, Chadar Abin. But the Chadar Abin and Christir, we have to see this rabbi. What medication did he give you? We have to meet him. We have to find out in the medical school. We have to find out the secrets. These four doctors traveled to Christir, then to the Shaila. But he said, all I gave him was Shabbos food. Shabbos food. only gave him Shabbos food. That's all I gave him, and it healed him. food. My grandmother told me. She remembers many times, at the end of the day, on the table there was a pile of kvitluch, and people came, there was a pile of money that people left, the pidyon. At the end of the day, he would lock the door. She was a little girl, she was in there. From the money, he would pull out some bills. Some of them would drip up and throw them out the window. Some of them he would roll up like this, roll it up, and go to the candle, and burn them. <laughs> he, knew which, he knew which money is kosher money, which is not kosher money. He got rid of the not kosher money. He was able to see. Highly Kiddushim, highly Gavoydim, but Makarov Zayidim, there was never him. Somebody was, 
mantle, ill. And he was in Kirsti. He came like everybody else. Shai has a free hotel. He also came there. Why not? And Ashabas used to smoke. And the Smerish Doilim, they used to push him out. And, uh, so what he did, I don't know exactly the building there. On top of the door was like a little awning. He, he climbed up on the awning, sitting on top, smoking. And Shabbos morning, he comes to Shul, he's sitting on top and smoking. They asked Shaila to throw him out. You know, Shabbos, Achil Hashem. Shaila went there, throwing out a yid, Shul. And told him, you know, people from the all over come here, modern, modern, modern people, and they don't understand this negativity by the Rebbe you're smoking. It's Achil Hashem. Didn't throw out any heat. Then they told them, you know, rich people come here and they leave money so we can keep the, the we can keep the the, the, the whole abyss going. If he's gonna sit there, the rich people won't give money, we'll have to shut down the whole thing. Said, so I'd rather shut down my whole my whole chutz and my whole courtyard, I'd rather shut down and throw out one yid. It's unbelievable. Up, up until today, it's like a gewaldig, gewaldig Yeshias. There's a big company, there's a counter company, I don't know if it wants to say the name. It started a few years ago. So the first two years, he didn't file for IRS because he didn't know if he's going to make money or not. So after two years, he saw he making Hashem nice money. So the third year, he filed taxes. So the IRS said it's impossible in one year the business should prosper so good. Let's probably have this open a few years. And they gave him a $500,000 fine. And he came crying to my brother-in-law, Mamonsi. <laughs> I have to sell my house and everything. Forget it. I have, I have no money. I'm, I'm, I'm doomed for life. I can't. He was crying. Rana was traveling to Castile Damas. He said he took the whole file. Take my whole file, take it to the Shaila, give it to him. I don't know what's gonna be with me. And Rana took the whole file when it was a shliach. He put on the Shaila sky, he said, so and so send me that's his file, and that came home. That week he got a letter from the IRS, you only have to pay five thousand dollars. And he told him, well, I'm going to fight it. He told him, don't be an idiot. Pay it and be quiet. <laughs> he paid the $5,000. And... <laughs> I was excited, excited she is, excited she is. I make, I make a seed every year on Lakewood. I make a big seed. Buy the seed every single year we see. We see unbelievable stories. Last year was three days before 